Welcome to The Shaleen Show. What's up? So, before I get into this episode, I just have to address the topic of value. This podcast is free. I spend hours creating content that I personally believe is going to change lives, that's going to help people. I think it's going to help our kids. I think it's going to help our marriages. I know it's helping you. I know it's helping me. I believe in the work that I'm doing. Now, the show is doing really well. And as you can imagine, we have people who, who want to become sponsors of the show. They want to advertise and get in front of people just like you. I know it's important work and I know it's valuable. And one thing I teach my students is when you know something's valuable, don't give it away for free. When you give something away for free, people just don't, they don't value it the same way they do when they have to work for it, when they have something to invest, when they themselves have to do something that says, hey, I'm in this with you. So what are you about to hit us up with, Shalina? Are you going to ask us for a donation? Are you going to tell us that now you're going to have sponsors? No, I'm not. But I'm going to tell you this, and I can say it with sincere confidence. This show is crazy valuable. I mean, I might be biased, but I think we have some pretty deep, pretty life-altering, life-improving conversations. I try to bring you the very best guests. I let your voice be heard. I look at what you want to hear, where you're struggling, and, and how we can improve our lives. And each week, I try to put together a show that I think is going to make your life better, and it's valuable. So it's very easy for me to ask you to do something for it. So I'm not going to ask you for a donation, but I am going to ask you to value the show. Show me that you're in this with me. Before I start the show today, I want you to, to do this. Put me on pause, and if you find value in The Shaleen Show, you'll go back to iTunes, you'll go back to Stitcher, you'll go back to wherever you're listening to this podcast, and you'll give it a rating, you'll make sure you're subscribed, and you'll write a review. That's what it's going to require. And if you're not going to do that, then you can't listen to today's show. I've disabled it. It's been disabled. You won't be able to hear this podcast unless you have taken a moment to write a review, rate the show, and let others know what you think about The Shaleen Show. Not really, but I kind of wish I could do that. I mean, come on, I'm doing my part. All I ask is that you do this one tiny little thing so I know that we're in it together. So hit pause, head back to iTunes, give me two sentences on how this show has helped you. Be sure to give the show a rating and then come on back because we got some stuff to talk about. I'm really excited that people got involved last week with the conversation about body image. And if you didn't check out those episodes, I strongly encourage you to do so. Not just for yourself, but for the people you care about, the people who you love, the people who matter. And this conversation is not over. But just to recap last week, I started with my own story and I wanted to provide for you three very different perspectives. My perspective was one... I pretty idyllic, to be honest. I grew up feeling really good about my body, really confident. I didn't compare myself to other women. I never thought that I, you know, I wish I had this or I wish I had that. I mean, maybe a fleeting thought, but it never affected my confidence. If anything, I was probably perhaps more confident than maybe I should have been at times. I don't know why I say that, except that I always felt like, I wonder why I don't feel this way when I would hear other women complain about their bodies or, I don't know, just really sad insecurities. And I always wondered, like, should I be thinking these things? Like, I'd hear a friend of mine say things really terrible about her body and she would be tall and beautiful and thin and fit. And I thought, that's weird. I don't feel that way. I wonder if she's saying these things because she wants attention. I really used to think that. I had a very confident body image. 
I shared in that episode that the only times in my life where I have actually felt less than confident, self-conscious, if you will, is when I'm half naked shooting an exercise video. And I think some people kind of misinterpreted that because I got a lot of people who are like, Shalene, I'll never do one of your exercise videos again if people made you feel that way. So I want to just first reiterate that nobody made me feel any particular way. There was no ill intention, I don't think. It was just, it's just one of those things. It just is what it is. And, you know, it's, it's hard to stand half naked in front of dozens of people knowing that it's going to be produced and seen by maybe hundreds of thousands of people, you know, that that can get to you a little bit, even the most confident of us. But I shared my own experience because mine is is different. It's I had parents who were really super supportive. I, neither of them ever said anything about my body. You know, I haven't asked my sister what her experience was, but I'm going to. But for me, I just I always felt like I could do anything. My dad always told me I was strong. And I mean, you know, they always told me I was fast, which I wasn't. But I, I just felt like I had this invincible amount of confidence. And then the next episode that I brought to you was that of my friend, Mindy Lawhorn. Now, Mindy Lawhorn, many of you recognize from the Turbo Jam videos. Her experience was very different. She grew up feeling like an Amazon woman. Just she thought she was ginormous. She's not, FYI. And she just felt like she was this huge, giant child. And she always felt big, and she always felt chubby, and she always felt different. She always just wanted to be petite and small like everyone else. And, and she just didn't feel like she was lovable or as valuable as her sisters or her brother, all of whom were, were smaller. Um, and, and so she shared with us how that affects her perception of herself even today. And then finally, on Friday, I interviewed my friend Kelly. Now, Kelly's history is such that she has a medical condition, which has rendered her muscles smaller, and her body's very petite, very small, very thin, very slender all her life, both her and her twin sister. And her perspective was that she just wanted so desperately to fit in, didn't want other people to look at her and her sister and, and to feel like they should feel sorry for them and and just dealing all her life with the comments like, oh, you're skinny, you need to eat more, why don't you have a cheeseburger? And and how that's rough as a kid. And almost all of us can recall things said to us that were cruel as children, like teasing and kids are mean. We always hear that, right? But what's kind of crazy about people who experience being thin as a kid is it continues as adults. It's the one thing that like we, we, we common sense tells us like, hello, you don't comment on a woman's weight if you think she's gained a few pounds or if she's overweight. That would be so rude, like someone would punch you in the head. But yet, if you've always struggled with being very thin and wanting to fit in and feeling like people saw that as a negative, regardless of how you see it, like maybe and, and there's so much like controversy around Kelly's episode because some people just, I'm sorry, have zero empathy. And I'm going to try not to get mad. It just makes me mad that there are people out there who, even if you can't feel what she feels, that you can genuinely imagine what it must be like to be in her shoes. I don't know what it's like to be morbidly obese. I can only imagine what it feels like to, to feel different as a child and to be teased. Who can't find empathy for that? And people were so rude and saying like, comparing like you know how how dare someone say that being called skinny is the same as being called fat why 
How can you say that? Pain is pain. It's not right or wrong. It's not to say that her perception was correct or incorrect, but her pain is, pain is real. And in all of those episodes, that's what I wanted to bring to you was just an understanding of how our words can really cut people to the core, regardless of what you think about it, regardless of whether you think you meant to be kind or it was said in jest. It doesn't matter if someone is hurting, they're hurting. And that's why I wanted to bring these episodes to light. That's why I wanted to shed some more awareness on the topic of body image. And today's episode, though, isn't about body image. We're going to talk about it one more time, one more time this week, because I realized after listening to hours of messages from you on SpeakPipe and on Facebook that we've got some work to do. We've got some serious work to do. And I want to be very proactive in this and help people understand that there is a way to do this for your children. For those of you who are around kids, for those of you who are married, for those of you who uh, interact with someone else who who's struggling with their weight or their body image, I mean, we definitely need to set some boundaries and talk about a way that we can help others and lift people up without making them feel so much shame and pain and disappointment. Can you imagine what it feels like? Of course you can. Of course you can. You can imagine what it feels like to feel like a disappointment to someone you love. So we're going to talk about that this week. But right now, in this moment, I want to talk to you about dismissing someone's feelings. First of all, I just don't think anyone has the right to tell someone else that they shouldn't be feeling a certain way. Now, that's not to say that a person's feelings or their perception of what's going on is always accurate to you or even accurate in reality, but the feelings, they just are what they are. I mean, that's like to say, if I say, I, I'm really hot right now, and, you know, I'm, my temperature, I, I'm hot, and you're saying, well, that's weird. I'm not hot. I, I feel comfortable. Well, that's how you feel. I feel hot. It's a, it's a feeling. There's, there's really no way to deny that someone has a feeling, but yet we do this all the time. And it's very dangerous and it's hurtful. And there's a way for you to, even if you feel like, well, if I agree to the way this person, or if I agree with them that they feel this way, or if I show them empathy, then, then what will happen is they're going to think that I, I meant to hurt them by what I said. And what I want to do in this this particular show is is kind of shed some light on how we can better communicate when someone has feelings that sometimes is we just don't want them to have those feelings. It's like, well, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, so how can your feelings be hurt? Well, they are. <laughs> and a lot of times we want to reject them or invalidate them simply because it hurts us to know that we've hurt someone. There's no dismissing someone's feelings. It's their feelings. And it's very unique. And of course, it's based on their own personal experiences. Recently, I was having lunch with my daughter and a couple of her girlfriends, and they were sharing with me how one of their friends feels like her parents favor her younger sister. Now, I happen to know the parents, and I happen to know, also because I am a parent, that these parents love their daughters, both of them, completely unconditionally, but the way we interact with our kids is different. However, those are her feelings, and they're real. Her feelings are real, even if the circumstances or her parents' feelings are not as she perceives them. It doesn't matter. Her feelings are such that her parents favor her younger sister. I have an acquaintance who was married once before, 
and her husband cheated on her. Now, when the husband who she's married to now doesn't phone in, doesn't text her, comes home late, she, of course, as you can imagine, gets really upset. And she feels like, she feels like her husband is disrespecting the fact that this thing happened to her in the past. Of course, she doesn't think that her husband's cheating on her, but nonetheless, it makes her really upset and insecure and feeling less than stable in, in the relationship. And, and she feels like, He should just know that this is disrespectful, that it's upsetting, and that because he's not checking in, he must be up to something. Now, in her heart of hearts, she might believe that he's being completely faithful, but it still stirs up these feelings, these feelings of insecurity inside of her. And that makes him really mad. So rather than thinking about how she feels, he immediately gets defensive and feels like he's being accused of something he didn't do. And that makes him really upset. Then he feels wrongly accused. Then he feels distrusted. Then he feels angry and and as though his wife is uh, placing restrictions on him that he doesn't deserve. And that stirs up his own feelings. And those feelings might come from someplace early in his childhood or a past relationship. Who knows? But either way, these things could be avoided if the two of them would just Instead of getting defensive and telling the other person that they shouldn't feel the way that they're feeling, if 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 all of us, I, I say they, because listen, I'm as guilty as the next person. I'm trying to get better at this. But a lot of times when we have hurt someone and we wish we hadn't, we want to take those feelings away. We want to tell them they don't deserve to have them. We want to, we want to dismiss those feelings because we don't want them to feel them. But it's really dangerous and it's hurtful to dismiss someone's feelings even when it's hurtful to us, the person who may in some way, shape, or form be responsible for hurting the other person's feelings, or or maybe we just feel responsible for protecting that person from other people. And all of this could just be handled, resolved, like so much easier if we would just, if we would all just stop and listen and ask a few questions that demonstrate that you care. Because it's probably not about you. It's not something you intended to do. But if someone's willing to open up and share their feelings to you and express to you how something makes them feel, what they're asking for is for you to listen, for you to care. Just listen and, and maybe understand and maybe understand where this came from. When someone shares with you how they feel, rather than getting defensive and making it about defending your position, rather than picturing that person pointing their finger at you and telling you you've done something wrong and you've been sent to the corner, instead of trying to fix it or protect someone from their feelings, instead of trying to dismiss their feelings so that they don't feel, instead of doing all of that, just listen. Instead of making it about you, try making it about them. Try to imagine what it would feel like to be in their shoes when they first started feeling these things. When did these things first develop? These feelings that are now coming up again, and and it might not be anything related to you personally. Their feelings are valid. Even if they're not valid to you, they're valid to them. And everyone's entitled to their own feelings because they're based on their own experiences. And so you certainly can't deny that somebody feels something unless you've experienced everything that they've experienced exactly as they have, which isn't possible. So while it might not be valid to you, while it might seem uh, skewed by reality, their feelings are their feelings. And it just doesn't do anyone any good to try to deny them or dismiss them, or diminish them, or to minimize them. 
the best thing that we can do is come from a place of love and understanding and empathy and just try to figure it out. Like, just listen, just listen. And again, I I know it's really hard to be quiet and to just listen when we feel defensive or when we feel like we need to not protect ourselves, but we need to protect someone else. Like if a child comes to you and says, mom, you know, the kids at school are saying that I'm ugly. It's dismissive to say, well, you're not ugly. They're stupid. You know, ultimately, that's what we want to do as parents. We want to protect our children. We don't want them to hear hurtful things especially when we know that they're not true. But our first response should just be to listen, to allow someone to explain how they feel so that we don't force them to push their feelings down. Remember that validating someone's feelings doesn't mean that you're agreeing with what happened or you're agreeing with the situation or even that you have to lie. It's not about agreeing. It's about accepting that somebody has an experience and it created a certain feeling and feelings are real and feelings are okay. Even, even, you know, really sad feelings. That's okay. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel hurt. Feelings are just feelings. They don't kill us. But if we try to not feel, then what happens is you become really emotionally detached, not just from other people, but emotionally detached from yourself. It's kind of like hard to know who you are and how to handle feelings if you refuse to allow yourself to feel. So what do you say? How about we all work at this? I know I've got room for improvement. I also know that my relationships are really important to me, really, really important to me. And I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better as a person. And one of the ways, one of the things I think I have a lot of room for improvement on is, is accepting people's feelings. Sometimes when I feel, especially when I feel defensive that I'm like, wait a second, how can you say I've hurt your feelings? You know, that's like the furthest thing from the reality of what I was trying to create. But to do that is to deny, is to hurt someone even more. So I really am wanting, I want to work on this personally, and I hope you do too. And listening to these last couple of episodes, especially the one when we heard from Kelly, who's dealt with being called skinny all her life. And and just for me to read people's comments and the way they invalidated her feelings and told her that she didn't deserve to feel hurt, that it, it wasn't nearly as terrible to be called skinny as it is to be called overweight or unattractive or ugly or any of those things. And while I don't think there's even a discussion about what kind of pain is is real pain and if one type of pain is worse than another, I, I just don't even think that matters. If someone has expressed that they felt pain, that's their own experience. And I want to work on this and I hope you do too. So here are some phrases that we can all put in our vocabulary. You ready? These are things you can say when someone expresses that they, they've had their feelings hurt either by you or someone else. Sometimes it's not just hurt feelings. Sometimes it's feeling sad or feeling lonely or feeling different or feeling unattractive or feeling undervalued or disrespected. Feelings are feelings. So here are a few phrases that we can, we can all practice saying these things first before we get defensive. The next time somebody shares their feelings with us. Okay. We're going to practice these. You ready? It must be very difficult to be in this situation. That's going to validate someone rather than saying, that's not true, I didn't mean to, or I know that person didn't mean to hurt your feelings, or they're stupid, they're idiots, they're just jealous. Even to say to your children or to someone else, oh, they're just jealous, it minimizes their feeling. Here's another one. I can't even begin to imagine what you're going through. That's not a lie. 
I mean, the worst thing you can say to someone is, I know what you're going through when you, you really don't. And that also minimizes a person's feelings. It also invalidates. How about this one? It seems like things were going well, and then this happened. You know, so you're showing empathy. You're kind of agreeing that, wow, you know, this, this thing happened. You don't have to agree with their interpretation of what happened, but you're saying you're recognizing that something happened. Or you can try this. I'm not sure, but it seems like what you're trying to say is that this makes you very angry. Or if I hear what you're saying correctly, when I do this, it makes you feel this way. So in other words, a great technique is to just get some clarity by validating what they've just said. In other words, you're repeating it back and you're saying, just so I understand, and not saying it in a defensive, rude way, but just saying, just so I understand, when I do this, it makes you feel that, or when this happens, you feel this way. Here's another one. Wow, you must feel like you were blindsided. Or, it feels to me like you were really disrespected in this situation. Or you can say this, it must be really difficult. It must be really hard to feel that way. Again, you're not validating uh, a warped perception of reality, but you are, in a sense, validating their feelings. Here's another one. I'm sensing that you brought this up because it makes you feel fill in the blank. Now, here's the kicker. After you make a statement of validation, meaning I can't imagine what that feels like, wow, I think if I'm hearing what you're saying, this has got you really upset. Or I, you know, I, I really can't imagine what that feels like, but I can see very clearly that it has you feeling insecure. Or I, I can certainly imagine that that's painful to have gone through. So once you've made your statement of validation, then stop. Just stop. Stop and listen. Listen to what they have to say next. Pay attention to the words. And then just try to help understand their feelings. Try to figure out where this came from. Continue the process. And most of the time, it's just someone needing to talk themselves through it. They want to be heard. They want to be understood. And by understood, that's not to say that you should say, I understand what you're going through or I know what you're going through. Because again, you know, that can be very minimizing. Rather, you just want to say, I, I'm here for you, and, and I can't imagine what that's like, but I just want to listen. I'm here for you, and, and if there's any way I can help or better understand or how this affects you, then that's just, that's just how you, you can diffuse the situation. That's how you can show love and empathy, and, and empathy is the kindest thing you can give to someone. And sometimes the only thing that needs to be said is, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I love you. And I don't want you to feel this way. It hurts me to know I've hurt you. It hurts me to know you're hurting. And I'm so sorry you're hurting. Saying you're sorry doesn't mean that you're agreeing with their perception of reality. It doesn't mean that you're right or wrong. Sometimes people just need to hear, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I hurt you. I love you and it hurts me to know you're hurting. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry someone else hurt you. Sometimes these are difficult things to say, especially when we feel defensive, when, when we know we played some role, whether we meant to or not, and we may have hurt someone. It's hard, you know? I, I don't want to hurt anyone I love. I don't want someone who loves me to hurt me. And I don't think someone who really loves me would ever mean to hurt me. But I think it's important we all have 
the type of relationships that we can open up and tell someone that what they're doing is hurtful and and how it's hurtful and and how things could be better. And when that happens, it's really important we all just just listen. So I'm going to practice this, and I hope you will too. And I, I want to start with you because you left me messages this week, so many messages. You left me messages about being teased that you were overweight or underweight or too tall or too small or, or because you weren't built like a dancer or you were built like your father or you weren't built like your sister. So many things that were said to so many of you about your bodies, your body, your beautiful body and soul. You are beautiful inside and out. And I'm so sorry. I am so sorry people said those things to you. You didn't deserve it. I'm sorry this happened, but it wasn't your fault. And I want you to know you are not alone. I believe you when you say it's caused you pain and it's pain you still feel today. And it's got to be terrible. It's got to be awful to have to think about these things today. But there is hope. And you can change the way you feel. You can change the way you think. You can change the way you see yourself. You can find resilience. You can turn this around. You can take your power back. You can write your own story. You should write your own story. You're not alone. There is hope and there is help. It's always better when you can talk to somebody about it, someone who is open, someone who will listen. And of course, as always, rather than suffering through this yourself, I I just have to, again, encourage so many of you who called and I could hear your pain and I could hear your struggle. I want to encourage you to seek the help of an expert. If you had a toothache, you would go to the dentist. You've got a heartache. I could hear your heartache in your messages. Seek the help of an expert who can help you. Help you with your thoughts. Help you with your heart. Because you deserve to know how awesome you are. Thank you for sharing this very important podcast with people that you love. Thank you for going to iTunes and writing a review. This show is free. It's free. And the only way that we can continue to make it that way without putting ads in from other sponsors and, and monetizing this is, is with your help. So if this has resonated with you, if this is a message that you want more people to know about, the way we can get it out there, the way we can make sure a lot of people hear these last couple of episodes is by going to iTunes and writing a review and sharing this podcast with the people who matter. I love you. And I look forward to the time we spend together. You are the bomb.com.